This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the Team Sports Radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. I'm your host, Lonnie Johnson. Today, I'm joined by Elizabeth Wingfield and also Dr. Carolyn Morales of the UT School of Medicine. Welcome to you both uh, and looking forward to the interview today and learning lots about the Marion County Health Fair. So let's just start it from the top right there. Let's talk about the Marion County Health Fair and also about the state of our health in East Texas and Marion County. Wonderful. Well, thank We appreciate the invitation to come and speak. Um, the Marion County Health and Resource Fair is happening on Saturday, June 10th from 10 to 3 in the Jefferson Community Center, Frogtown. And it is an opportunity for a lot of the people who have been partnering together, specifically being led by the Marion County Resource Coalition um, and a lot of stakeholders in Marion County. Um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that, like the Texas Department of State Health Services, uh, the Chief of Police, the Sheriff, uh, David Capps of Marion County, uh, Judge LaFleur, uh, Wellness Point, the mayor of Jefferson, uh, Peggy Walker, the president of the Lions Club, the department, Texas Department of State Health Services. Um, Tex AgriLife, all of these stakeholders have come together because of the necessity, um, specifically as it relates to the health needs in Marion County being what they are. Um, we know that they have uh, an ambulance that sits at the, t at the border of the county. Um, we know that we have one nurse practitioner. There is no... The for the county? For the mm -hmm. county. We have... Um, um, and his wife is the pediatric nurse practitioner. Um, we have a doctor who visits once a month. And yet there are a lot of health needs that are not met because of the lack of practitioners there, but it's compounded by also other factors like transportation and, and the ability to pay for health expenses. So it's created this uh, challenge that these grassroots individuals have invited us at UT Tyler, uh, specifically the School of Medicine and others, other offices and colleges like the College of Pharmacy to come in and work with them to kind of help design some strategies to one, bring attention to the needs, the health disparities that exist in Marion County because we know having worked with a data, a data coordinator uh, for the Prevention Resource Center when they did a deeper dive in Regions 4 and 5 that the most pressing needs in Region 4 are Marion County and Red River. So it's an opportunity for us to bring attention to the needs there. Is it disproportionality? Is it financial? Is it uh, transportation? Is it it, all it, of those? All of those things intersect, right? Okay. And so then that it also impacts other social determinants of health. Uh, so the, economically, they may not have the means, so then they have to look at, do I pay rent or do I buy groceries, as for some, as the more pressing necessities. And then um, transportation, being able to get to, uh, a, for example, if you needed to see a specialist, they're going to have to drive, right? And so if there are limited you know by budgets then something potentially has to be a give right and so those those are the realities um, not for everyone but for enough individuals within Marion County that it's been important for us at the School of Medicine as we figure out you know where can we be of service we rec and we the data is guiding us to Marion County to start with um, there are other counties as well we, where we know there are needs and so we have been able and fortunate enough to work collaborate and partner with all of these stakeholders being led candidly by the Marion County Resource Coalition to organize 
organize this fair. So we're just, we feel very blessed to be invited to be part of this effort. Well, the, the data from the uh, Prevention Resource Center within Marion County says that 22% of the population have a disability, which I would think would be close to average. Uh, no, that's yeah. high. It is higher for okay. Marion County. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then 20% of the children live in poverty, 30% of the children live in poverty. Correct. That seems fairly high. It is. And that uh, poverty obviously can be the cause of poor health care immediately. They're a direct cause and effect. Um, 24% have fair or poor health. The, the, I, I snicker because I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. So uh, 100% I. health <laughs> is uh, kind of a, a wishful target. Right. Uh, so when I see that 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 that's concerning and then 15 percent uh, experience frequent physical stress what well, what could that describe that like what physical stress like disconcern worry about things is that what physical stress is or is physical stress like you work too hard I would have to go back and look at the data for that because we had uh, the data coordinator for the French and Resource Center present the data. And so it was uh, a lot of inform- rich and useful information. What I can say is that we know that there are mental health challenges and physical challenges that are, res- that are the result of all of these other factors coming into play. And it's disproportionately impacting the constituents of Marion County. Would you give us the date again for this event? It is Saturday, June 10th um, from 10 to 3 at the Jefferson Sound Jefferson Community Center in Frogtown. That's awesome. So now I've got you and we, we, we've talked and we'll revisit the, the, the health fair uh, shortly. Mm-hmm. But I've got two representatives here from, from UT. I could not be more excited about the fact mm-hmm. that UT will now have a absolute for real medical school. So that's probably the dumbest uh, real medical schools have ever been described, but uh, I'm excited for what it's going to bring to the city. Uh, I'm excited about the first group of doctors uh, to come out. I don't know what the graduation rate is for doctors. Uh, Elizabeth, you told me that the first class will have about 40 yes, students in it. Yes, the first class it. is 40 students. That's... that. that that's aggressive, I think. That's a big way to start a first class of, of physicians to be out, you know, in yeah. East Texas. That's a lot. 40 is a, is a good number. It's a good number, but relatively speaking, it, it is smaller for a medical school. And so that's really our goal with this medical school is to make sure that each student has their own individualized attention, really gets to know the faculty on a name-to-name basis, because typical well-established medical schools typically have much, much, much bigger classes but there can be a a lot to be taken from smaller classes yeah absolutely and that's what we're really trying to go for like i said almost the the quality of these students and making sure that we that they have the skills that they need to to help fulfill the rural needs in east texas and and i think if i'm not wrong you mentioned that uh one of the things that you thought would be nice was if if the students were indigenous to east texas yes so that's another main goal of the school of medicine we're really trying to help rural areas in East Texas. I mean, East Texas and beyond is the goal, but we are in East Texas because there are some severe shortages and needs here. And so 
with the School of Medicine, a lot of them are, I mean, homegrown students. They have roots here in East Texas. A lot of them are from East Texas or have familial ties to East Texas, people they're staying with while they're attending medical school. And so it's very important to us that we are we are training physicians who can then come and help meet the needs here. And so the thought is if they're from here and they have uh, a tie here that they might want to stay. Absolutely. I know Tyler has a great medical industry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I would think when these doctors, when you're talking about serving the need of East Texas, you're talking more outside uh, the city of Tyler, correct? More like Marion County or? Both in and outside. So we, we for example, the first six weeks, our students are going to be in an ambulance. Um, uh, and trying to, re- and here primarily, I suspect within Smith County, really getting kind of a, a hands-on uh, experience of this. This That's is what the right needs, into the fire. This is what the needs are in our community, and we know our goal is not just to graduate them from our medical medical school, but to actually have them do their residencies here in East Texas, because the data shows that when you pull them from within, you then have them graduate and do their residencies that they establish communities here and that they stay. Because we know already there's a shortage and that shortage will only grow um, in the next couple of years. So our goal is to level set and then expand the accessibility as as the demographics grow and a population growth happens in Tyler specifically and other areas outside of it, that we'll be able to meet the health needs of uh, current and future uh, members of our community in East Texas. That would be great. I know that uh, most people, I've got the most unusual situation. I've had the same doctor for 25 years. He's special. We're special together. (laughs) But having a, a, to be able to have a relationship with your physician, uh, be able to have them know you, to know your health, to know you personally, to know maybe you like a cocktail every now and then. Uh And they take that into concern. And I think when you're indigenous to an area, you know those people more like you might know here that they might just get a little overweight eating crawfish you know what what can crawfish do to you so what um what type of uh medicine will be taught in the medical school? I know that's an extremely stupid question, no. but I'm, I'm just curious. So the curriculum is being designed right now. Uh, they are working behind the scenes, faculty being led. We have a vice dean for faculty affairs. And so she is working with uh, a team um, as, of new hires and current uh, staff faculty that we have to develop that curriculum. We ha- we uh, As we are working through the accreditation process and the LCME which uh, basically gives you the green stamp has a specific requirements around uh, what we have to do to get to accreditation right and so those things are being woven into the curriculum along with the vision that of course uh, people like Dean Willis have for our School of Medicine so they will be the curriculum is going to be broad there are certain expectations of what they'll get year one year two so it'll be kind of an incremental approach to developing their understanding of what they need to be what they need to leave uh, our four our four years ideally of our program with and then they'll move into special specialized areas 
Who do we thank for bringing the medical school to Tyler? I think there are, that, that's a, that list is growing, but I would be remiss if we didn't give a thanks to our Governor Abbott, uh, we, President uh, Kirk Calhoun, who's had this vision. Uh, the Chancellor Altif has been a, a, a big uh, support uh, for for the school. Um, there we've had the ET. Uh, Foundation, ETM, ETMC mm-hmm. Foundation has been another. We've, we've been very blessed. We've had, you'll know that our first 40 uh, will be going, uh, be attending uh, the school of tuition free. We know that a big, wow. a big driver for students in that first job is trying to go for the salaries that'll help them pay Correct. off med school. Right. So we've eliminated that. So that is also for another factor for us in keeping. Does some to keep benefactor make that happen? Most definitely. We also had another benefactor uh, also provide for the second year, mm-hmm. and so our second class of students will co- will finish tuition free. Um, um, I, it is our goal. That is unbelievable. It is. That's that, that's it a is. half million dollar gift per it student. Is. It is. You know, and so we've been very, very blessed. Um, and so we're grateful for all the support that we're getting. And it is our hope that we then find ways to give back to the community. This UT system is really amazing. And, and what's interesting to me is the last 20 years, the schools that have really grown to be respected are UT Tyler, our uh, UTD, uh, not that easy to get in, and of all things, UTSA surprises me, and I guess that's because of the huge medical hub Mm -hmm. down in San Antonio, but uh, those three universities are really ascending Mm -hmm. on on like the national level of universities, so I'm uh, I'm super proud of Tyler and what UT has done with Tyler. Um, if if we can, uh, and by the way, you don't you don't want to give the benefactors for the 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 forty the, million dollar tuition fee, do you? The it was the R W Fair for oh, the first foundation. class. Mm-hmm. And that is the R W Fair. Mm-hmm. Wow, thank you mm-hmm. yes. to them. Yeah, what, and then what? the ETMC Foundation, They, I think it was $80 million that they started the School of Medicine off with. Mm-hmm. Without philanthropy, right. I mean, where are we? Yeah, It's just incredible what money, how much difference money can make. But I think it speaks to, my family moved to, East, to Tyler in um, the mid-80s, and we stayed here because of the way the community takes care of each other. Right. And and this is just another example of that playing itself out. Huge philanthropic community here from art. to I was we've 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 grown more diversified with art. That's mm-hmm. something that's very important to me. But with with science and school, we, we're, we're right there also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I wanted to talk. So will I be able to talk with you guys today also just about the current health of East Texas? Is that all right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, Joe and Jill Stone living here in Tyler, Texas. Okay. I, I, I wish uh, I was sharing with Elizabeth that the median age in Tyler is thirty four years old. That surprises you also. I, I was knocked over by it. I can't believe it. <laughs> You're under changed. 34. So uh, did she, she guessed she guessed 32. I'm 34 plus. You're 34 <laughs> plus plus. I'm still, um, but it, so our age it was shockingly young to me. 
uh, as a a mean. Mm -hmm. And so that would tell you that probably we're getting healthier also, right? Because typically older communities are going to be less healthy. Younger communities would be more healthy. No, you guys are busy vaping. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think something to account for also with people who are younger is we were talking about some of the pediatric needs earlier and especially the pediatric needs in Marion County as well how a third of the children live in poverty and so also with that younger demographic they don't have the same economic means either and so sure of course people who are younger they they might have some they might be healthier in some other ways but also a lot of healthcare is that access is that financial ability and that transportation piece that Dr. Mm-hmm. Morales was talking about and so they might not have as ready access to some of those resources mm-hmm. we do know there's some trends when we look at East Texas and um Dean Willis is, is, is a pediatrician, so we know that there are pediatric needs that are prevalent throughout East Texas. When we look at older adults, we know that we have um, challenges with diabetes. Um, with uh, We also know we have cardiac uh, health needs here that are present in East Texas. We know obesity is another challenge. So there are some persistent... What was the last thing you said? Obesity. Okay. So we know that there are some pers- persistent challenges that kind of permeate throughout East Texas, and those are the ones that we've seen in some of the reports that I think it would be helpful for people to know. Sounds like if we just put Ozempic in the water... <laughs> There's a shortage. There's a shortage. (laughs) I I believe it. Um, So that's what, and and that's what I was getting at. So what what plagues our our local population uh, would be obesity um, and uh, just uh, not doing enough physically. Mm. I guess would be that would would be the thing in diabetes uh, diabetes, <laughs> which is are those two related? They are related, and also the cardiovascular needs as well. We know there's a relation there as well. So um, I think it's important that one of the things we one of the areas that we're looking at is wellness, mm-hmm. right? So how do you break that cycle? So you walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's one, but also healthy eating is also mm-hmm. another. You know, it has to be hand done hand in hand, mm-hmm. you know, with what you put into your system. And so we are, uh, I know that we, we've even hired a wellness uh, director, you know, so that's something we're looking at for to provide our students, our incoming students. It's always fascinated me that we, we, we struggle with obesity now because mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about East Texas and we typically think about, um, like I'm from East Texas, so uh, I'm the last generation that uh, grew up at least part of my life eating uh, fresh produce raised at home or in town. Mm-hmm. Um, then we were introduced to maybe McDonald's once a month or mm-hmm. something like that. And we got into processed food. And I'm convinced that processed food is causing dementia with all these baby boomers. I'm convinced of it. And so with when when you say diet and, and, and obesity, uh, it's really more now, it's not that we're eating too much chicken fried steak, is that we're eating too many hot dogs and preserved foods, right? I think I don't I wouldn't be able to speculate on that. Uh, but I would say that um, I would I think that we know that the processed food doesn't help. <laughs> I mean that's that's it, that and this t- I grew up 
picking stuff out of the family garden. Mm -hmm. I think in some respects we're circling back to that. I can even tell you that we are planning, we're working on a community garden at the School of Medicine. Uh, and so um, I think the idea of going back to, you can't address the health challenges without addressing what people are putting into their system. Agreed. And, mm -hmm. and so I think that that is something that's also on the table for us in terms of developing some strategies around. So we, we, we're mindful that these things are connected. I'm, I'm certain they are with uh, di diabetes, dementia. Um, it, it's almost all diet mm -hmm. and, and how much of whatever you eat. So it'll, it'll be great. I can't believe you're going to have a garden. We're working and, on it. We're okay. working. I hope it, uh, we, have, uh, we have found a space and we're putting that project is coming together. We've still got some work to do, um, but uh, I think it's uh, a promising uh, opportunity for us to really practice what we preach in terms of uh, giving st our students access to and potential other stakeholders access to uh, healthy foods. Carolyn, how long have you been with UT System? Oh, I just arrived. Um, I arrived uh, back in Tyler in August of last year. August of last mm -hmm. year. What was it shocking to see how far the university had come? Um, no, because I mean, my family has uh, roots here, so I was always coming back to Tyler every holiday, parents' birthdays, you know, other things, family celebrations, and so. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I've, I've, I, I have never been able to fully let go of Tyler. You know, I have friends here, mentors here. I have uh, deep roots in Tyler. So things have changed, though. One of the things that was, more, candidly, when you say what was shocking, the first thing I think of is the traffic. <laughs> or the lack of. <laughs> that was a little bit of a, a surprise to me. Oh, when that you came back, yeah, there was actually traffic. Yeah, the yeah. flow of traffic. Yeah, I remember when old Jacksonville was one lane. <laughs> well, yeah. it, uh, I tell people all the time, I told Elizabeth, but I, I think, in, in my opinion, in the last 10 years, Tyler's transitioning from a large, small town to a little city. Mm -hmm. And it's a different it's a different animal. Mm -hmm. You know, a large, small town, you know everybody, you kind of still know everybody. Mm -hmm. But it's beginning to be more and more transient. Uh, yeah. More and more young people coming in, staying a little while, getting an education, working and leaving. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, you know, we see a lot of that. What, um, what could you tell people? Uh, that might be, that if, if anyone happens to hear this and they have a grandchild kind of in the area that's getting ready to go off to college, mm -hmm. what, what are some great things that you can talk about uh, UT? Uh, Tyler and tell them about? Well, I would say that if they are thinking about specifically the School of Medicine, mm -hmm. that there are lots of opportunities. Uh, we have a, a fabulous uh, Associate Dean of Admissions who has been working so hard to reach out to not only universities here in Tyler, but outside of it in East Texas and create pathways for them to know that the School of Medicine is an accessible resource for them and establish those relationships is critically important because I think they need to know that it's an achievable goal, right? Because some people think of school, you know, med going being a physician is something that is potentially something they can strive for but may not be able to achieve. We want to give them access to us and know that there are opportunities for them to come to UT Tyler School of Medicine and to kind of deconstruct whatever imposter syndrome they might have about it not being an accessible goal because we are working so diligently to, to, to kind of disavow people of that perception. When are the doors going to open? 
Well, we have our first white coat ceremony scheduled for uh, Saturday, July the 1st. We're very excited. So our first class will be here. They will get introduced um, to the staff and faculty and other leaders in the community. And so it'll be kind of our first official go. You know, so all forty kids mm -hmm. will be all in attendance. 40. All forty. Are, are they and all? Are most of them young people? Are there some um, students older in life, maybe? Or? Yeah, some. We have a kind of a wide range of ages. Um, I would still say more on the still the younger side. Um, some have been actually active in uh, in in the medical sphere in some ways, and so they bring that wisdom um, with them to uh, to the med school. Um, and so, uh, but they all have a connect to Tyler and East Texas in some way. Some have gone to school here, some have family here, um, some have lived here. So we have, a, they have already an understanding of the community, um, some more fully fleshed out than others. So our, it's, for us, it'll be the opportunity to really kind of welcome them and let them know that we appreciate them being the first class and that we're really vested in their success because it will be for East Texas, having them here is going to be a game changer. So they will be the class of 2028, is that right? 2027, 28? I think it's 27 or 27. 27? Yeah. I, I, do, I would not know anything about how long yeah. it took to get out of medical school. Mm -hmm. um, well, as we circle back around uh, to the reason that you guys were here today, which is the Marion County Health Fair, mm -hmm. uh, we, we talked about the, the challenges of health in mm -hmm. East Texas and about how this health fair could, could help in a lot of ways introduce people to options mm -hmm. that, that they could have. So let's give the day and time one more time time sure. for the Marion County Health Fair. Sure, it's Saturday, June the 10th from 10 to 3 p.m. at the Jefferson County, Jefferson Community Center in Frogtown. And just to add some things to it, it's completely free to come. We have free lunch, we have gift drawings, they have a variety of things like a mammogram bus that you can call and schedule an appointment with them. They have blood pressure checks, BMI checks, cholesterol, so just this, this huge variety of services that they want to offer to the people there. BMI stuff is bogus. <laughs> <laughs> my BMI the other day mm -hmm. did not like my uh, outcome. So you'll have you have the ability to test for all that on site along with mm -hmm. the mammogram van. Mm -hmm. Yes, which yeah. is, is extremely important. Absolutely. I, I don't know how much uh, breast cancer goes undetected mm -hmm. yeah. because of lack of mammograms. Mm -hmm. Right, and like Dr. Morales said, a huge huge factors of this are the the financial resources and the transportation. And so this it doesn't completely fix the problem, but but it meets mm -hmm. both of them for the time being and gets them some of those important health checks. Uh -huh. I'm sure they will very much appreciate it. I'm sure it'll be received very well in Marion County and, that's, and, that's and Jefferson. Hope. And Jefferson's beautiful. Jefferson I mean, is it, beautiful. It, it, there's lots of worse things you could do during a day than go mm -hmm. to Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's uh, that's interesting, and I and I'm uh, I know that you guys are looking forward to that, and uh, at, at, with the numbers that you gave for Marion County uh, for their you know health challenges, I said I, I that you you've uh, noticed that as being the most needed uh, location to, to be at, right, in East Texas. They've, Marion County struggles the most in East Texas. One of the health. most, for right. sure. Red River is right there as well. So Red River okay. and Marion County, we know in Region 4, have some of the most pressing medical needs. Well, I hope they I hope they get their help. You shouldn't uh, the, the population of your town or city shouldn't dictate your your medical care, but it, obviously it it does. I mean, if you mm -hmm. can't uh, watching all these little towns grow, uh, 
I know that about 20 years ago, they all started getting little satellite medical offices, mm-hmm. uh, Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. All, all these places that you didn't see anything before put in like a I would guess like a hundred thousand square foot facility something like that um, does that sound about right you kind of looked at I, I don't know, know. <laughs> okay well they, they just started having hospitals whereas before they would have to come to Tyler mm-hmm. or Longview or somewhere like that so I think uh, for the people of Marion County Marion County I'm very very excited they have this opportunity with you guys um, we're Kind of coming to the end of the program now, um, I, I wanted to again uh, just congratulate you both on, on and, and your school on, on this major undertaking, which uh, the, the, the hospital should be finished when? Our goal is to have the med school completed in 2025. Oh, my Lord. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how fast things mm-hmm. go up now. Mm-hmm. How large a building will it be? Oh, gosh, it's going to be... I'm trying to remember how many floors, several floors. floors. Um, It's going to have, it's going to be connected to the hospital. So students will be able to access the hospital. Um, They've already cleared the ground. So, um, so progress is being made every day. So we're hopeful it'll be 2025. That's Elizabeth is quickly looking (laughs) to find out the size of the structure. I know. But I see as it connects to the hospital. So UT Health Mm -hmm. and the school school will be tied mm-hmm. tied together in this Most definitely so when it comes to apprenticeship or residencies i guess they'll just go right through the hall and Correct. do their residency mm-hmm. that's great i, I really I, I think that's local medicine what you guys are doing I, I don't i don't know that i've heard of this before because typically when i think of medical schools and i know that you guys are getting the best and the brightest mm-hmm. but that typically the criteria mm-hmm. you know did you score 10,000 points out of mm-hmm. a possible 6,000 mm-hmm. you know if if so yes walk in our doors and i've never heard of um, people actually looking at keeping the culture in the community mm-hmm. you know through medicine i, I mm-hmm. think that's pretty amazing mm-hmm. and i want to thank you both for your time today, <laughs> Elizabeth and Dr. <laughs> yeah. Morales. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on Focus this week. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thank you All so right. much for the invite. You have a great day. In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the Team Sports Radio. And we thank you for listening. Join us again next week. 